Welcome to the Sunday Evening Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Sharon Vanderbilt. Would you all please remain standing with me just for a moment? I just want us to quickly take the time to, to really welcome God. If you, just, if you could just close your eyes, just really just make a conscious effort to just open up your heart. Father, we just give this service into your hands, Lord. Father, speak to us. Lord, we need you. Lord, we need you. You are the reason we're here, Father. Speak to us, Lord. Open up our hearts. Give us revelation of what you want to say, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus, that you're here don't know about you, but I'm just so aware of the presence of God. And something God just said to me during the worship is that we should not be scared of the fire of God. Now, what is the fire of God? It's, it's, his, it's his love. It's his glory. It's his power. It's just the whole, everything the Holy Spirit is, is just revealed. And I really believe that God wants to come with his fire tonight. And ignite our hearts, set our hearts on fire for him, for the gospel, for everything that he's called us and commissioned us to do. So, Father, right now we just want to say yes to your plan for tonight. We say yes to everything that you want to do tonight, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, have a seat. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Um, as Kevin said, my name is Sharon. Um, it's a pleasure and honor to be here tonight and to see all your wonderful faces. Um, how many of you have had a really good week this past week? Can you show your hands? Really good week? Great. How many of you had maybe not such an amazing week and you hoped your next week will be better? Okay, that's all right. Did you know that God wants to be part of your everyday life and every second of your day, he wants to be in it and work through you and be in you and use every single second of your life for his glory. So thank you, Jesus. Next week will be better, okay? From glory to glory to glory. We don't stop where we are now, yeah? So I don't know if you know, maybe you haven't been here for a while, but we are in a series at the moment as a church, as a whole of kingdom faith, not just this congregation, called Just Do It. And yes, it sounds familiar. We kind of nicked it from someone else, but don't tell anyone. Um, we are doing a series called Just Do It. And um, today is actually the last day of the series. It's a series talking about how we basically, in simple terms, talk to other people about Jesus. How we share the good news with them. How we just share God's love with other people. So it's been a series of a few weeks. We've I don't know if how many of you have been here, uh, but we started a series with a video from Pastor Andy Elms. We had a video preach. It was absolutely amazing where he said, maybe an opening question you can ask is, who do you think Jesus was? And just see what people say. It's not hostile. It's not a kind of an argument. It's just a question. And it opens up people up to share their thoughts. Um, so we had that. Then Pastor Kevin shared a, a word on... Did you, I don't know if you were here, but if you were here, he brought out a big door 
and he basically had locks on them. And he said, um, sometimes we have to build relationships with people. And as we, as we spend time with them and we invest in their lives and we love on them and we're consistent, those locks start coming off and start opening up. And then the door opens and then we can share the good news with them. So that's something that was shared. Then last week, Pastor Clive shared a word with you. I wasn't here, so I don't know what he spoke on, but I heard it was amazing. So maybe after the service, if you were here, come and tell me what he spoke on. Because um, I'm sure it was, it was, I heard it was really, really good. So today, we're doing the last series. And um, I just want to go to the verse we've all been using. Um, we have been focusing on a on a part in the book of Colossians, which is in the Bible, chapter 4, verses 2 to 6. And it'll go up on the screen, and it says, Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. And then this is the part we'll focus on today. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So that's the part we'll focus on tonight. Isn't that scripture so amazing? It's just like a few verses, but there's so much in there about devoting ourselves to prayer, being committed, about being watchful, observing, seeing what is going on, about making every op- taking every opportunity, about being careful and wise how we are with other people. There's so much, so much in there. I want to encourage you to take time to unpack it. Um, just because we're done with that series doesn't mean that scripture is irrelevant. <laughs> it's still something we need to keep continuing to live out. So let's just quickly, sorry, I have a lot of pieces of paper here, get into um, the word. If we look at that verse, let your conversation. Okay, so basically that whole part of the verse talks about our speech, right? How we're supposed to speak. So it gives us specific instructions on what our speech should look like. So we'll start with always full of grace. Now, grace, there we go. I've titled this preach, I don't know if this is a great title or not, but I titled it Three Key Ingredients, okay? Because if you are making something for, if you're baking, you need ingredients. If you're cooking, you need ingredients. And for our speech to be to be fruitful, for something to really come out that is worth something that should produce fruit, um, we need three ingredients. And the first one of those is grace. Now, why am I saying that this is so important? It's because if you think about it, why does God have to address his speech? Well, we represent him, right? So it doesn't really work if you, let's say your colleague, um, let's, let's just pretend that Karen's my colleague, and I'm just really rude, I, I swear all the time, I'm always negative, all that. And then one day I go to her and I'm like, do you want to know about Jesus? She's going to be like, no, thank you. Because if that looks the way you look, no thanks. Because you're a pain to be around. And it's true, right? It sounds harsh, but it's true. If, if the way we speak gives people an insight in who we are, and if that is all that stuff, then people are not going to want to necessarily get to know us or share in that hope that we have. But also, if you know Jesus, 
God will always be working on how you speak and what you're saying. And he will speak to you in your own time and be like, mm, was that so wise? Maybe next time, be a bit more loving, be a bit more full of grace. And you'll, some of you might know that from experience. Um, I know that's true for me. So basically, if we want to just do it and share our faith with other people, we have to be careful to be full of grace when we speak. Because people watch us, they're observing, and they, they, have you, do you do people watching sometimes? Some of you? Yeah, people watching? Yeah, I do that sometimes when I'm waiting for a train and I'm just watching people come by. And somehow people around us, even if they don't do it on purpose, subconsciously, we're always watching people. We're always observing. And it's not necessarily a negative thing. It's just we just have eyes, so we see. <laughs> and um, this can be a good thing because if we're consistent in being full of grace and seasoned with salt and just showing such a positive attitude and speaking in love, people would be like, oh, it feels so nice to be around you. I really enjoy that. That is really great. I love what you just said there. You always have something encouraging to say. Don't you think there will be a bit more kind of a testimony of who God actually is, because we represent God, right? Now, let's look at the seasoned with salt um, part. We have a few scriptures that are going to come up on the screen. We'll start with Proverbs 15, verse 1. Um, it says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. It's a lot of wisdom, isn't there? A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So that's something to keep in mind. Not just when we speak to unbelievers, but also to one another. This is, it's, of course, the w what I'm talking about is focused on how we speak to unbelievers. But of course, this should also be reflected all the time, right? We shouldn't just have an on and off switch. Um, so let's go to Proverbs 15, verse 18. A hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who's patient calms a quarrel. Isn't that cool? That's, that's something to remember, hey, when we get a bit angry. It's like, ooh, careful. Proverbs 10, verse 11. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Isn't that amazing that you have a fountain of life inside of you? No one's excited about this. You have a fountain of life inside of you. Woo! You know, the people looking for, for life and like a way to stay forever young and a way to live forever. We have a fountain of life inside of you. It maybe doesn't do exactly what you want it to do, but definitely does what God wants it to do. And it's amazing. So you're allowed to get excited tonight. Give you permission. Get excited. Um, let's look at one last scripture before we move on to the next thing. Um, let's look at John 6, verse 63. Is that okay? The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. So I want to encourage you tonight. Let everything you say be full of spirit and life. Now, what is spirit and life? Bible says that the word of God is spirit and life. The word of God, that's Jesus, that his actual words. So if you can't think of anything nice to say, maybe use the scripture. 
Why not? Um, yeah, let that sink in for a moment. Um, I think the reason sometimes we can be a bit like, I wouldn't say tense, but a bit like mm, about when we talk about our speech is because do you know how many words a day we speak? It's like many thousands, right? Many thousands. I can't remember the exact number, but it's up there. I think it's like 16,000 words a day, something like that. Well, it depends. If you're a talker like me, it's probably more in the 20,000s up there. But um, So that's a lot of words to watch out of what comes out of your mouth. Um, let's talk about encouragement for a moment. How many of you love being encouraged? Can you put your hand up? It's okay. Some people don't like it. They, can't, they don't enjoy it. They're like, oh, don't know how to receive it. But a lot of us love being encouraged. Now, that is speaking words of life, right? That is powerful when you're being encouraged. So what we're going to do now is we're going to become a bit practical. And I want you to grab a partner, a person next to you. You two can get together. Um, and I want you to encourage the person next to you. Now, before you do that, hold on a minute. That doesn't have to be about, oh, my gosh, I love your dress. It looks great. It doesn't have to be that about how they look. It can be about what, who they are. It doesn't have to be about what they do. It, it can be, but it can also be about how God sees them. It can be a spiritual truth, you know. Something that right now to one another, you can probably say a lot more than you could say to the person on the street. But to the person on the street, if you just want to encourage them, is, you know, I just wanted to let you know, God really loves you. And, or something like to a nurse or a doctor, you know, I'm so thankful that you do this job. Thank you so much for doing this. And you know what? God really loves you and really appreciates the work you do. You know, it can be simple things. But now grab a partner and encourage them. Okay? I'll give you one minute to do that. I tell you what, you can carry on after the service. How about that? Okay? It's okay. It's great. I love that I have to stop you because that's a good sign. I want to encourage you right now either write down on your phone, notebook, Bible, wherever you need to, set yourself a goal to encourage at least one person per day. Okay? It is so powerful. How many of you feel encouraged just from that, like, one minute? I know I feel really encouraged, right? And it lifts your spirit. It's encouraging. It's like, it makes your day so much better, doesn't it? And But also, how much more amazing is it to encourage someone else when you see what that does to them and how it blesses them, that's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You could use me to encourage that person, right? So I encourage you, write it down. That's the goal I've set for myself. You can, If you want to do more, do more. That's fine. But I think one person per day is simple enough, right? Even if it's just, oh, you know what? You can say it to your husband or wife or boyfriend, girlfriend or your friend or your roommate or whoever, mother, daughter, sister, whatever. You can say, you know what? I'm really glad you're in my life. It's a simple sentence. I'm so glad I have you in my life. It's a simple sentence to say. And it's encouraging. Shouldn't we Christians be the most encouraging people in the world? Right? We should be the most encouraging, most life-giving people in the world because we've got Jesus and he's the most encouraging person ever. 
Do you know the Holy Spirit is an encourager? If you don't know how to encourage, ask the Holy Spirit. He knows how to encourage. I'm so passionate about the subject because I, you know, it's, it's, it's a gift of the Spirit. It's, a, it's something people are really gifted at. And it's something that they thrive on. And if God has given that to certain individuals as a prime gift, that means something. We need encouragers in this world, hey. We need it. So let's get encouraging, okay? Now, the third ingredient, we've kind of already touched upon it, is love. <sighs> love unlocks the heart. And I want to get into it in a minute. You know, I did a bit of research about encouragement. And it's crazy because even in in the secular world, like non-Christian world, there's so many studies have come out about encouragement and how powerful it is. And actually they have said that encouragement is one of the most understudied subjects. In a sense, like it's not been studied as thoroughly as it should have been or researched as thoroughly as it should have been. But studies have come out that kids um, do much better at school when they're encouraged that actually parents do much better parenting when they encourage their kids. The kids thrive much better when they're being encouraged by the parents. Specific study I was reading was a lot about like parents and children specifically. But also it's been linked with health. That people that are a lot more encouraged or that are more encouraging actually are healthier. And there's been a reduce in sickness through encouragement. Because it's words of life. It says in Proverbs that... Your words are life to those who find them and, and life and the strength to someone's bones. So it's really powerful. So, you know, when we encourage people, it does, when I say we have to encourage everyone, it doesn't mean we encourage bad behavior. What I mean is loving the people despite what they're doing. You know what I mean? You can disagree with what they're doing, but still love them. Okay? So... Just going to get a bit practical, okay? A bit more practical now. So God used love to unlock our hearts, right? Towards him. He loved us so much. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. It's that love, it's that loving kindness, that grace that just blew us away. And that unlocked our hearts to him. So that's the same thing that's going to unlock other people's hearts that don't know him yet. It's that love now, if they don't personally know God's love yet, but if they know your love, they know God's love. Because you carry God's love, right? So, make it a mission to show God's love to people that don't know God. And you don't have to say, I'm showing you God's love right now. You can, but it's a bit of a, just show them first. And then when they ask about it, when they realize, you're so loving, say, you know what? God loved me first. That's why I can love you. What do you mean God loved you first? Well, you know, God loved us so much, loved you so much that he sent his one and only son. It can be very simple sentences that can open conversations, you know. Now, I have to say, I was saying this to Kevin uh, a few days ago. When I, said, when I was told to preach on this, I was like, I'm not, I, honestly, I'm not the best evangelist to speak. I, I do get quite scared talking to people about Jesus sometimes still. But it's something I'm, I'm growing in. But I think maybe it's good that I'm, I'm speaking right now because maybe you feel the same way. And I can help you get over that the way God's helping me get over that. Does that make sense? Basically, 
when you're in certain situations, do you sometimes get those little prompts, like this feeling of, oh, I should talk to that person? Yeah? Anyone? Just me? And then you're like, uh, is that just me? Oh, maybe that's just because I heard about it on Sunday. And then you're like, oh, it's scary. I don't know. I don't have a lot of time. And you kind of talk yourself out of it. Or you kind of like, we're like, okay, God, I'll do it. And you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and an opportunity goes. And then you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay, <laughs> let's move on, kind of thing. Anyone else have had that before? Is it literally just me? No, thank you. Thank you. So um, this was when we were on holiday two weeks ago. There was this girl, and I can't even exactly remember where I saw her. I think it was at the airport or on the way to the airport. And I saw her, and she caught my attention. And I was like, okay. And I just felt like I need to just tell her that God loves her. And I was like, but she seemed quite like tense and a bit like upset. And I was like, oh, this is scary. And I, I went to Kev and I was like, Kev, I think God's telling me to say to this girl that Jesus loves her. And he's like, okay, well, you know, do it. And I'm like, uh, can you do it? <laughs> and then I was, I just kind of went into this. Okay, and then when I, by the time, like it was just a few minutes, but by the time I got myself to, I'm going to do it, and it was going to go, she disappeared. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I should have just went for it right away. And I'm telling you this story so you can learn from it, because I learned from it. Um, do not wait. Don't overthink it, because Jesus never overthought it, overthought it when he spoke or when he spoke to you. He's not like oh, let's not tell them we love them. No, he's always, nothing can separate you from the love of God. So let's not overthink it, okay? Step one to think about, don't think, just do it, okay? Just don't think. When God says, you go before you can think twice. Yeah? Right, let's do that. Another thing is, um, find out, oh, we're running out of time, I'm sorry. Find out, what people's love languages are. What do I mean by love languages? How people receive love really well or how people love showing love. Why is that important? Because we want to love people well and we want to love them in a way that speaks to their hearts because that's how God speaks to us. So, for example, Kev's love language, I mean, it's kind of got two that are really main on top, but I would say his main, main one is words of affirmation. So basically, you give him an encouraging word, you tell him something that encourages him, Whew, his confidence is boosted, he's happy, like, he just feels so loved. Quality time is really close, but the way he gives love is gifts. He loves buying gifts, literally. Like, he, he'll just go out to the store, he's like, I'll buy you this, I'll buy you that. I'm like, stop it. But it's, so he loves buying gifts. He really does, it's true, right? I'm not making this up. Um, like, he would get, I'm not, <laughs> this is hilarious. He would get, like, a gift card from somewhere for his birthday or Christmas or whatever. And he'd go and spend it on me rather than spending it on himself. Because he just loves doing that. And um, so that's how I know I can love him through words of affirmation. Now, maybe your neighbor, your friend, your family member, you just need to find out what they, what they love. What, how they receive love, so you can connect with them better. Does that make sense? So the words of, like, love languages, words of affirmation, basically encouragement, 
act of service, gifts, if it's appropriate, physical touch, if your sister needs a hug, give her a hug, um, quality time, those kind of things, okay? So find out how people, what people respond to, because it's not about winning them over, but it's about loving them well, because God has called us to love people well, okay? So let's do that. I think, uh, can we just all stand up? I'm, I'm just going to kind of finish um, while we pray. Uh, can I have the worship team come up, please? I'm going to just recap a little bit. But what I, I felt really that was right to do is we're just going to pray together for the Holy Spirit to empower us, okay, to just release us into what we've been talking about. Um, because, yes, now we're talking about words and encouragement and being full of grace, seasoned with salt, and being able to answer, so that we could give an answer to everyone. But there was also part of the worst of making most of every opportunity about being devoted to prayer, watchful and persevering and considerate in how we behave towards outsiders, it says, but it basically means to just anyone. And I want you to just um, close your eyes. And we're just going to pray for the Holy Spirit to empower us. We're just going to pray for the Holy Spirit to just drop that revelation in our hearts of what that really means. To say, okay, God, we've heard about this for weeks now. Now let's go out and just do it. Holy Spirit, work in me. Everything we've talked about, speak to me. Give me the boldness to do it. Give me the strength to do it. Give me the motivation to do it. Give me opportunities to do it. Lord, keep me accountable. Some of you need to pray that. Lord, keep me accountable. We talk a lot about next steps as a church. And I believe that as we're closing this series, God has a next step for every single one of us. What do I mean with next step? It just means something that you have to do next. It's the next step in the plan. So maybe just ask God. I just want all of us to just spend time listening to God on what your next step is. Maybe it's bringing someone to the next Alpha. It starts next September. Maybe it's to become part of the Alpha team. Maybe it is to have your neighbors over for dinner. Maybe it is just starting a conversation with someone at the gym. Or when you pay at Tesco, just... Just to make a habit of every time you go to Tesco and you pay, you tell them, thank you so much. You know, Jesus loves you. Have a great day. Whatever that next step is, it might be something completely different of what I've just said. But everything related to speaking and showing Jesus to other people. Just take a few moments just to hear from God what he wants you to do what he wants you to say to him. Maybe he's giving you already a few sentences or a few questions to ask these people. Maybe he's giving you a name. Maybe he's giving you a strategy. Maybe he's just asking you to just pray regularly for this specific person and waiting for that window of opportunity to share the gospel with them.
work in us more and more those three key ingredients Lord God to be a good witness Lord to be a good ambassador Lord Lord teach us that our conversation would always be full of grace seasoned with salt so that we may be able to give an answer to everyone Jesus let us be bold in this just engage your heart with God right now we don't need the worship team to lead us they're here to accompany you just out of what God has said to you, just start thanking Him, just start praising Him. You know, it's just so good when God speaks us, when He gives us a, a next step, when He speaks to us. It's like, thank you, Jesus, that you speak to us, that we can hear your voice, that we can be part of your plan. We just need to be thankful that Jesus actually loves us so much that He wants us to grow, that He loves us so much that He doesn't want us to stay the way we are, but to to step more into freedom, step more into His plan for our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, just praise Him. Just praise Him. Jesus, we honor You. We give You all the glory. Lord, we want to be obedient to Your Word. Thank you, Jesus. too much yet but I really feel like it's right if you if you feel that it's right for you and if you want this to for Kevin and myself are going to be here and we're going to lay hands on those that want to I just feel God wants to impart fire to people um I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know exactly what that looks like. But I know that it's, it's a passion for the gospel. I know that it's this boldness. It's this something you cannot contain. It's something that just has to, has to just go out. It has, it's contagious. It, you, it's not something you can keep to yourself. So I just want to ask you, I know we're going a little bit over time, but I just think that it's right to just, to just continue in this because, you know, this is the one, this is the thing Jesus said before he went. This is the one thing he said to go into all the world and make disciples. This is what he's called us to do. You know, if every single one of us speaks to one person and brings that one person into the kingdom, the kingdom will grow. It will, it will multiply. I specifically not said if you bring them to to church here, the church will double because it's not about numbers in the church. It's about His kingdom. It's about God's kingdom. It's about God's children coming back to Him. So yeah, Kevin and myself are just going to be here. And if you'd like to have prayer, ladies, you can come to me. Gentlemen, you can come to Kevin. If you'd like prayer and lay hands, we'll lay hands on you. We will impart fine to you will speak for fresh and filling of the Holy Spirit over you to go out to be sent out 
if you don't feel that's right for you, that's absolutely fine. But let's all be worshiping, okay? Let's not one be. Let's not be kind of doing separate things. Let's all focus on God. The worship team will lead us in worship. We're just going to engage our hearts, okay? I want every single one of us to be engaged a hundred percent because Jesus deserves a hundred percent right now. He always deserves it, but let's give it to Him, okay? So feel free to come if if you want prayer. God speak life into that right now. Life into those kidneys in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, for release of that healing power. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for blood tests coming back normal in Jesus' name. Perfect blood tests in Jesus' name. more of who you are. Just offer yourself to him. Say, God, I'm here. Use me. Use me for your glory. Lord, next week, I want to hear all those testimonies of what you've done. Lord, but I want to be one of those that you've used. So Lord, use me to do what you want to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.